Welcome everybody to Funeral Nation episode 56. That is Jeff the Funeral Commander Harbison. I am Ryan Thogmartin and we're glad you are with us. What's up today, Jeff? Well, I want to start off. We've got a new video for our sponsor, uh, title sponsor, the Fast Funding Group. Let's just roll that and see what he's got to say. Hello, all you FNers. Jamie Meredith here with C&J Financial, American Funeral Financial, and Funeral Funding Center. We're stoked to bring you the Funeral Nation web show every single week. Guys, every day our office is bombarded with calls from funeral directors just like you all across the country who are just sick and tired of waiting weeks or sometimes months for payment on their insurance assignment cases. That is insane. There is a better way. Our group currently works with more than 3,000 funeral homes nationwide and funds more than 40,000 funerals annually. And we'd love to show you why so many of your colleagues use us to process and fund all of their insurance claims. Check us out at cjf.com, americanfuneralfinancial.com, and funeralfundingcenter.com today for more information. Remember, always be finer than split frog hair in four different directions. Cheers, y'all. Ah, we, we gave Jamie the, the platform there, and he delivered. You know, my man is not scared of a camera. Uh, <laughs> he, he's the guy, so we have a great backup. They do a wonderful job. That's right. Um, I'm, ex I'm excited today. we got kind of a big deal show. Sure do. Uh, we have interviewed the new president of the NFDA. Our spotlight's going on up to uh, Minnesota, and the WTF. I kind of call, hey, you left out in the cold. So, uh, Ryan, what's our buzz this week? You know, I, it's not really a news buzz, but uh, this week we put out an article about a new company that is infusing cremated remains into ceramic dishware. So, coffee mugs, bowls, plates. It's, it's, it's far out. And so, we put this out on Connecting Directors, and it really, uh, funeral directors, frankly, hate hate it and think it's a terrible idea. Whether the consumer will feel that way, I have no idea. I think it was um, it was almost like 30 to 1 on the comments. Like one person was like, hey, this is cool. How do I get it? And 30 other people thought it was was crazy. So I've, I've actually reached out to to the guy that, that owns the company, and he's coming through Ohio here in the next few months. So we're, hopefully we'll be able to sit him down and maybe get him on the show or just chat with him. But it, it, I believe it started as an art project, and now they're trying to push hey. forward with it. I don't know, man. You know, you're progressive. I'm progressive. I just don't know about drinking coffee out of grandma's ashes. Uh, well, it, you know, it's a little chicory, you know, chicory cup. Uh, maybe we can have the Dahmer collection. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just, I would say it's a little bit odd. But uh, you got to do what you got to do, man. That's right. That's right. So I've, I think that was the buzz. But, uh, uh, all right, the more you know minute, and this is, uh, I, I love this segment because this is where we're giving straight up hardcore advice in one minute, and uh, if you can't watch this segment and take something away from it, you need to listen a little closer. So, this week's question is for you, Jeff, comes from Tony in New Jersey. He says, if I wanted to sell my funeral home, is that a real estate sale like a house? Hey, Tony, it's not like a house. It's a funeral home, okay? It's a home, but it's not a house. You know what I'm saying? Come on, pay attention here. No, it, it is not anything like that type of sale because it's not commercial real estate. Uh, there's things to take in mind. Uh, the value of the business itself, right? How much, how much tangible assets are in there? And then you have to look at how much money is generated with the goodwill 
And then you put the real estate in, which is, it's a funeral home. It's not an office park place. So the answer uh, is, Tony, no, it's not the same. And the advice is, drop me an email. If you have a question like that, follow up, Jeff, at F, the number four, site.com, and I'll help you out. Excellent. All right. So we got a big deal guest today. Uh, pretty excited about it. Uh, really think this is going to be a power-packed uh, interview. So who, who is it? You know, I am really excited. It's Ashley Cozine. He is the president of NFDA. Frankly, I believe he's the right guy for this spot for this point in time. So let's roll that interview. Ashley, welcome, and thank you for being a guest on the Funeral Nation show. Uh, please introduce yourself and uh, tell us a bit about your professional credentials. And uh, we're excited because, frankly, you're the Donald Trump of the funeral industry. So <laughs> here you go. I was saving that. Tell oh, us man. all about yourself. <laughs> that, that hurts me, Jeff, because that means either 50% love me or 50% hate me. Well, let's <laughs> talk to the people that love you. The heck with everybody Okay, else. I'm talking, I'm, I'm feeling the love. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, I just want to say, first of all, uh, it's great to be with you guys. I, you know, I told you before, I'm a big fan of what you guys are doing. I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, so hats off. And uh, I'm excited to be here with you this morning. But um I'm a third generation field director. I lived here in Wichita, Kansas, and uh, grew up in the business uh, in our family funeral home. Uh, started working really in high school. And, uh, you know, remember uh, working summers and even throughout the, the uh, school year on the weekends and just kind of, uh, you know, had a, a love for what uh, this profession is all about. Uh, great respect for what my father and my grandfather had done in the community. And so that was, uh, you know, very uh, instrumental part of my growing up. Um, I went to college. I went to the University of Kansas. Give a shout out to the Jayhawks. Love wow. their basketball. <laughs> and then after that, I had the opportunity to, uh, I actually went to graduate school in England at Oxford University. And that was wow. just an incredible, incredible experience for me. And uh, it was interesting during that time uh, when we were there, my parents came over for Christmas and we actually had a fire. That was back in about 1992. So we're coming up on that uh Kind of that anniversary and so um i left school and came home and uh, helped my dad rebuild and obviously learned a lot about business and about the funeral profession in a, in a different way than i had growing up i was able to go back to oxford and graduate uh, there and then i came home to wichita and uh, actually got my master's in business administration and uh, did that locally here at a, at a college in wichita and then uh, I, I got my funeral director's license in 1994. And from there, uh, became involved with KFDA, the Kansas Funeral Directors Association, and then NFDA. And so I've, uh, you know, tried to be really involved in our, in our profession. And it's, it's one that I love. I love being a funeral director. And I, I feel very blessed that I get to do this every day. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, you're obviously very well educated and experienced. So from your perspective, what are two challenges the top two challenges that are facing funeral professionals in, in the current marketplace? That's a good question, Ryan, because there's probably a lot more than two, but you know, I think, I think ones that I see on a daily basis, obviously uh, one that I think a lot of people would agree with is just the, the increase in the cremation rate. You know, it's something that we're dealing with um, and uh, you know, families come in and uh, they say, you know, we want to have a direct cremation and you know, that there's a lot that's involved with that as far as, you know, what's being left on the table uh, from a business standpoint, but also, um, you know, families don't understand what that means. You know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of viewing of, of the opportunity for families to view. 
we actually require identification, you know, for every cremation. And so that's important because at least people have that chance, but I'm talking more, you know, more of the traditional viewing and things like that. Um, you know, I think that we as funeral directors and funeral professionals need to do a better job of educating families about the need for viewing and for memorialization and everything that goes with that. And so I think that's a big thing. We need to, we need to do a better job at that. And so that's a big one. I think the other thing that is, uh, you know, a, a big, big change is just consumers in general. And, you know, Ryan, I know you're fully in tune with that because of what you do with social media and everything like that. And so, you know, people are coming in, they're more educated, they're uh, more aware of things as consumers. You know, they're asking us about things that typically we would have told them about. And so mm -hmm. um, I think in general, funeral directors aren't, you know, they're not sure how to deal with some of this. Um, you know, how, how do you deal with a changing consumer? You know, it's easy to say, well, we've always done it this way. And now we have somebody coming in and saying, no, I want to do it outside the box. And I think for funeral professionals, we need to be outside the box or else we're, we're not in touch with today's consumer at all. Yep. I, I agree with you. I think those are two really astute points that, uh, we need to work on and speaking of which actually the president of the national funeral directors association so what are a few key points of your platform that you want to help uh promote during this year of your presidency well first of all i just want to say it, it's a true honor to be the president in fda it's um you know very humbling um to represent over twenty thousand members across the country in our profession and in and globally too so i just want to say that first but one of uh one of my themes if you will for this year has to do with something that um i did in college and it's rowing i'm a huge advocate of playing as a team i think together we are so much better than any one of us can be individually and so my theme for this year is pulling together one team one mission and really what that means is um funeral directors as a whole need to realize that we are all in this together. And the example that I use when I'm out across the country is this, when I'm sitting here in Wichita making funeral arrangements with a family, you know, and I write the obituary many times, uh, most of the time when I put, you know, Jeff Harbison's son, you know, you're not here in Wichita, Kansas, that it used to be more like that. But right. we have people living all across the country now. And I think every funeral director can relate to that. The families that you know we're serving are from Wichita, but they're from South Carolina, Vermont, Minnesota, wherever they wherever they live. And so my point is that as a funeral director, if I give lousy service to a family here in Wichita mm -hmm. and I have a cookie cutter funeral or whatever you want to call it, but I'm not I'm not going out of my way to to give them exceptional service and i'm just kind of resting on the way we've always done it for 100 years if i do that right. the, the problem is is that when that sister then who's from south carolina has a funeral maybe in two years or five years she's going to say to her family you know what let's let's talk about this a little bit more i had a funeral back in wichita kansas uh, you know three four years ago and that was a really lousy experience it wasn't mm -hmm. anything that we couldn't do on our own as a matter of fact we could do it a lot better on our own and so, um, you know, my point that I want to get out to the funeral directors across the country is we are all in the same boat rowing together. And if I don't step it up and give my A game every time, then that funeral director be in, in uh, St. You know, South Carolina or whoever, 
they're going to they're going to actually feel the effects of my poor service down the road. And so and, and likewise, if I give exceptional service and if I'm on my game and treating this family, you know, exceeding their expectations, then the funeral home in South Carolina is going to benefit from my hard work down the road. And so that's that's really what I want to say to funeral directors is, guys, we got to realize this guys and gals, we got to realize we're all in this together. We all need to step it up. We need to raise the bar of our profession. We need to exceed expectations and we need to treat, you know, consumers like stars. They need to be treated so well that that they see the value in what we do and they want to come back and they look to us as the experts, as a go to people for funeral service. Excellent. I think that's a great national platform. Well done. Absolutely. Well, actually, I had a chance to spend three days this week at Dallas Institute of Funeral Service and talk to the up-and-coming funeral professionals. Um, what advice would you give to our younger FNers, the, the new funeral directors coming into the profession as well as apprentices yeah. that are out there as they begin their career um, in the profession that you love? Well, I'll tell you what, that's, that's an exciting time. And if I could go back to those days, I would probably do some things differently. So what I would tell people that are coming into our profession is, welcome now jump in with both feet become an expert in in whatever area of funeral service you want to become i mean hopefully it's every the whole the whole aspect of funeral service but um you know just become a life learn life uh, long learner you know read educate yourself be up on trends watch funeral nation um you know I think another big thing, that was for you, Jeff. <laughs> You're welcome. But, um, well, that's for all of us. Hey, if you want to get smarter, you need to, to listen, you know? <laughs> I, I, that's right. So anyway, you know, I think another big thing, too, is is to be able to anticipate things. I think a lot of times when you're a new funeral director and you, you're or an intern, you're doing your apprenticeship, I think you come into a new situation and you're kind of scared. You don't know what to do. Um, you know, you're kind of waiting for your employer or your manager to give you, you know, a task to do. And what I would say is anticipate what needs to be done. You're smart enough to know what needs to be done. If you look around the funeral home, if something needs to be picked up, pick it up. Don't ask to be, you know, don't wait to, to be asked to do it. Um, you know, just take the bull by the horns and do it. And, you know, people are going to recognize that and say, okay, we have somebody that, you know, is ready to roll in this business. And I think that's going to open doors for younger people. Uh, you know, a huge thing I think is you have younger people coming in that are so much more aware of technology and things. And so if your funeral home that you're working in, you know, isn't at the top of their game on that kind of stuff, you know, go to the owner or your manager, whoever you, you talk to, you know, and say, Hey, let me take this on, you know, let me prove myself that I can do this. And I just think initiative and drive and excitement, enthusiasm, those things, if you can bring that to the table, it will be noticed and you will, you will do so, um, you'll have great success in this profession, I think. I agree. And I, I think it's interesting. So uh, what you're sharing with the young folks to tell the old folks, I want to help them out. Just a little caveat, tell them you want to be in charge of the interweb. And the, and the exactly. old folks will say, hey, okay, we finally got somebody to cover the interweb because I don't know what that thing's all about. That's all right. <laughs> anyway, in closing. Another thing, too, I think that's really important is, um, you know, I talk about being a team player, all that kind of stuff, too, but I would make goals. And so, you know, sit down with the people you work with that are older and just say, you know what, here, tell me, I want to advance in my career, my profession. I want to be the best I can be. 
what can I do? And maybe make a goal. You know, we've got a new year coming up. So this would be a perfect time to set a goal for 2017 to say, okay, this year I'm going to focus on this, you know, this one aspect. And I Agreed. think if you do that over time, man, you're going to, you'll be very successful. That, that's great advice, Ashley. Um, in closing, if you could wave a magic wand, in fact, now you're the king, so you get a scepter, right? I guess, or whatever it is that you <laughs> uh, make a change. Uh, I'll tell you what, the ma you can wave the magic cigar, right? The, the uh, magic cigar works for me, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Those, those are illegal in some states, anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, uh, what one change would you make for the funeral industry if you could snap your finger and make that happen? Well, Jeff, I'm gonna I'm gonna top the cigar today, and I I've brought my Harry Potter wand. I carry this. Oh, <laughs> very nice. I don't get to use this very much, but you know that you asked the question. If I could wave this this bad boy, what would I change? Right. I would say I would wave that, and I would I would hope that my change would be that funeral directors across the country would embrace change. I think that so many of us don't, there's, there, we're scared of change. We don't want to deal with it. We want to be doing the same thing that we've been doing forever. And right. I think this is the time. We've got to embrace change. We've got to embrace technology. We've got to embrace a new consumer. We cannot be doing things the same way that we've always been doing. You know, it's interesting. I'll, I'll meet with a family and, you know, like I mentioned, they're, they're never all from Wichita. But I mean, you know, if I've got a family and there's people from, you know, New York City, or what you know, or um, Dallas, Texas, big cities. I mean, they're they're used to you know working in businesses that use technology and at a high level. And you know, the last thing we need as funeral professionals is for them to come to our funeral homes and say, you know, do you have internet Wi-Fi here? You know, and and you say, uh, what's that? You know, right. We need, we need to be embracing change. We need to be the leaders in change because that's who we're dealing with as consumers. And so that's what I would wave. I would say embrace change. It's a good thing. It's not, it actually is going to improve your life. If you do this, it's going to improve the way we serve families. It's a good thing. So 2017, right. wave the wand, embrace change. I like it. I'm with you, that magic cigar and <laughs> wand. I mean, if that thing has lighter on the end of it, we need to hook up. For yeah, I, I probably could, if I could make a connection, I might be able to light your cigar. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, Ashley, uh, first of all, thank you for being here, but it's refreshing. And I think you're exactly the man that they need to lead this organization through the next years. And uh, you've got all, well, you've got our full support here from the Funeral Nation. Uh, we're working really hard to be a positive voice for mm -hmm. folks out here. And uh, we hope that we can invite you back after a couple times uh, or after a little time and help support whatever efforts you're making. Because I, 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 I believe in you. I think you've really got it going on. Well, and you're exactly what our industry needs. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. You're fun. And uh, I love what you're doing. You're embracing change. You're all about that. My hat's, are off, my hat's off to you. I got I, huge respect for what you're doing. Thank you for what you do. It, it needs to be done more. And if I can help you, let me know. All right. Well, you got it. Well, have a, a great holiday. and. You uh, too. Get out there and do something with your wand, man. I'll be going to change the world. I know. I can, yeah, I can see you walking. It's more like that commercial. I can walk, see your parents. You're walking through the funeral of your day. It's like, I'm changing everything. Voila. Let's do it. I may right. be, maybe right. uh, you may be having to get me out of jail or something. Hey, look, you know how many friends. 
Look, I have a lot of friends that say that quite often. So, but go no, for it. Good. Have fun. <laughs> All, right, All right, guys. Thank you. Take care. See you guys. See you, buddy. Bye. All right, great stuff. Um, the the perfect person to be leading the largest funeral association that we have and really pushing the change message. Um, I'm glad that's the mission, and uh, I think I think it's going to be great for the profession. I agree. He's he's the right guy. Who's this interview bought by? Interview segment was brought to us by Sitch Caskets. Another company that is absolutely changing the model of how caskets are distributed and sold in the United States. Great product. Uh, let's roll that promo. Funeral Nation is sponsored by Sitch Casket, importers of premium hardwood and fine metal caskets created exclusively for the North American marketplace. Is it a Sitch Casket or one of the top U.S. brands? Only your accountant can tell the difference. Visit Sitch Casket or contact your Sitch distributor. All right, Commander, tell us who uh, we're going to shine the spotlight on today. As you know, we like to share positive stories about funeral professionals that are making a difference in their communities. And so we like to shine a spotlight because we need positivity out here. Uh, This week, we shine the spotlight on the Mueller Memorial Funerals, Cremations, and Reunion Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. Scott Mueller, who I've had a chance to get to know, and his team created happyattheholidays.com. And it's built so that people who've lost a loved one have a guide um, to the holiday season in the Twin Cities. Information specific to grief, some fun things to do locally, or just to connect uh, with other people through this website. It's a fantastic service to the local community. So uh, I think you've got a a graphic of it up there. Our spotlight shines on Scott Mueller and the staff from their firm. And they're making a positive difference in stepping out of that box we just heard I mean, we should do this in every city. So thanks, Scott. Our hats off to you. Shot light. Our shot light. Boy, it ain't a shot light. It's a spotlight. Shines on uh, our friends up there at the Mueller Funeral Home. Visit for an idea. Happyattheholidays.com. Yeah, great stuff. Great spotlight segment. Today's spotlight segment is brought to us um, by Heart to Heart. We had uh, Mr. Dick Pearl on last week. If you want to find out more, go to hearttoheartsite.com. Let's roll that promo. Caring Voices by Heart to Heart. A professional grief counselor available 24-7 for pennies a day with no cost to your families. For more information, visit hearttoheartsite.com. All right, Commander, so we move into our WTF segment where we take a lighthearted look at something in the funeral profession where we can get a little chuckle either at ourselves or along with you. And uh, it's something you're going to talk about Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And even when you see it, you may say, what the funeral? So, okay, Jeff, um, at what point in the funeral process, when you, when you the ceremony, when you get to this, the church, does the casket just sit on the sidewalk? I, I, I can't figure out what's going on here. I don't know if it's a joke to see if the dead person is going to be late to their own funeral, right? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, th- this is uh, funeral's gone bad, right? We've yeah. got some that's gone wild. This one's gone bad. It looks like there's some a little snow or somebody. Maybe it's the, the window they took it out. But you can see clearly the hearse is closed, yep. right? Yep. The door is closed, and there's not a single soul out there near that casket. So, um, I, <laughs> really, what the funeral? Where's that? Now you know. Yeah, sure. Eddie, right? I, yeah, it, they, uh, well, you know, you know what we're going to say, uh, toilet's full, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, that's a pretty nice 
slightly used casket. How much did you put into this? Do you mind if I refurbish it? This is terrible. I mean, they even left the flowers sitting out there. Not a soul in sight. So uh, what's the funeral, guys? Come on, you do better than that. WTF segment sponsored by Disrupt Media and the Disrupt You Show. Roll it. At Disrupt Media, we're a social media content agency that focuses on storytelling for funeral companies. We use real stories to build creative strategies that achieve actual business goals. Want to learn more? Visit disruptmedia.co. All right, this wraps up episode 56. Time to focus on 57. Jeff, where are you going to be next week? Um, I'm actually back in Arizona today. I'm in the uh, lovely city of New Orleans. You can hear I'm a little stopped up and uh, I survived it. But uh, it's a small we'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back in the uh, command post west next week. <laughs> All right, good deal. What do we got coming up for episode 57? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We're going to do something maybe toward the holiday scene. Um, I've got some folks that are interested in chatting with us to bring out, guess what? New WTF, a new spotlight. It's going to be fun. You never know what we're going to do, so uh, hang on. You man. never know. You never know. Well, Jeff, uh, appreciate you, brother. So, FNers, make sure you're engaging with us on social media. It's the best way to interact with uh the other fners out there and uh your two fm boys right here so uh, appreciate y'all what you do until next time have a great effing week out here <laughs>